Welcome back to Let's Get Mary, the wedding and event podcast from brides who've been through it all and the founder of Mary, a day of coordination company. Hey, Sam. Hi, Mia. How's it going? It's going. How are you? You know, chugging along. I feel like I say that every time. I know, but I feel like it feels like like that's it's a way to speak to it. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, everyone is really just like chugging along. Exactly. And, you know, I was thinking, all right, well... I'm curious, like what's going on and like, what, like, what you, have you been up to? And then I was thinking, oh, what I've been up to, but it's really just been like watching TV and listening to podcasts and just consuming things at home and yeah. trying to dodge variants. How yep. about yourself? Yeah. I have to say it's same, you know, um, what, what are you finding yourself watching or reading lately? So I've been in a really big reading rut for a really long time, but I did download the audiobook of Atomic Habits. Have you heard of the book? No. James Clear, I think is the author. So Atomic Habits is the idea that if you can improve 1% a day and um, over the year, that's that's a lot. Yeah. And so really small changes and manageable changes. And I'm in a pretty early phase of the book, but it's something as small as like making sure you fill up your water and drink that every day and right. not trying to do these massive overhaul life things. Interesting. Um, and it comes from this bike team like I forget where they couldn't get past this like hump of performance and so they decided to like one percent the idea of everything from their bike to what they wore to what how their workouts were to what time they got up in the morning like all those little things and so then they improved exponentially and they like are the premier biking team of wow whatever right that's so interesting interesting? i really like that especially as we think of like new year new goals kind of thing how to improve yourself yeah i love that one of the biggest things also that i've taken from it is something with working out or anything that you need to get yourself to do having this specific time and place for that thing is the best way to get yourself to do it versus just going, I'm going to work out in the morning or I'm going to do whatever it's yeah. no, I'm going to, I guess I kind of said it. I'm going to work out at this time. And this is the work that I'm going to, I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to either be at the gym or be at home, like having this specificity of it helps. So yeah, yeah, that's that. And then, and a fun thing, um, do you, do you know Bo Burnham? Yes. Okay. I love him. Okay. And his show 10 years ago came out on MTV called Zach Stone is going to be famous. Did you ever watch it? No. So uh, Netflix just got the rights to it. Okay. And we binged it and like we laughed so hard at one point we were laughing, like slammed our heads together on the couch. That's great. It's so funny. And I just love Bo Burnham and he is the funniest. So oh, I, have to check I think it out. you should watch. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, cool. How about you? So I think I've been in a reading rut for like my life. Like I just don't, I don't know. I It's always been a goal of mine to like want to read more, but I just, I don't. Um, but in terms of things like I've been watching, um, the new season of Dexter came out and I've been binging that because you know how I love things like that. Dark. Dark. <laughs> but also it's twisted because it makes you sympathize with them. And I haven't seen, oh. I haven't watched the, basically it like, they had a nine or whatever, eight se- eight season series. They ended it. And then they just picked it up years later with oh. him. Yeah. So it's like a one kind of short series that they're doing. Okay. So I'm curious how it ends. but And then it's, that's it. They're not Supposedly that's it, but we'll see. I haven't seen the 
finale, and I've heard it's a doozy, so we'll see. Oh, how many years were in between seasons? Mm, I think it ended early 2000s. Oh, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Gilmore Girls, what they did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the dark, twisted. But they left version. on such a hiatus, I felt like. Yeah. like, Or such like a cliffhanger. Yes, How they true. ended it. Yeah. So. Well, that sounds dark and scary. Sorry. We'll end it. No, it's fine. <laughs> you didn't tell me the details of the show. Fair. Everyone wouldn't sleep tonight. Fair. Oh, man. Well, Sam, what are we drinking today? Okay. So Mia was so lovely to get me this book that I think is probably the, like, this is the book that I will read, right? Yes. So this is Mia. What is this book? It is the tea pain guide to drinking. What is it called? Oh, I forget the name. <laughs> I, know, I forget the name. Us? We'll have to like, we'll have to hang tea on. Tea pains drinking. Oh, can I mix you a drink? Yes, that, that is it. The best name It's so good. Ever. Okay. So this book has like the most amazing cocktail combinations with all of T-Pain's songs and little like catchphrases and then he like writes some things in like his most expensive bottle that he's ever bought it's just like very like I love it so today we're drinking a drink from that book called She's a Vibe and it's half uh gin or half an ounce of gin half an ounce of Aperol half an ounce of triple sec two dashes of orange bitters and then you top it it's served in a wine glass and then you top it with champagne and club soda so good. Before I gave it to you, I was flipping through and I read this like chapter, beginning of a chapter. And he was like, I don't know why people love to get drunk to my music. They just do. And I was like, this is perfect. Whoever came up with this idea and gave him this book deal. So good. A genius. When I, I said this to you before we started recording, but when I spotted that at Barnes and Noble, I was like, Sam has to have this. She might already have it. So I have to get a gift receipt. But this is like, perfect for no, Sam. I like didn't even know that existed. I know. It was amazing. I so know. I'm obsessed. Thank you. And cheers. <laughs> cheers. Okay. Episode 11. 11. I can't believe we're at double digits again. I know. Here we are. So, okay. So today's episode, we're going to talk about what makes a good bachelor and bachelorette party. Today, we're going to be walking you through the best practices to ensure that you have the best batch possible, as well as ensure that your guests have a great time. From who should take on the lead to planning to how the batch, how long that batch should be, we'll go ahead and dive into all the planning advice that you need for that weekend. Awesome. Okay. So you know me that I like to start with the history of things and see what wedding traditions are rooted in. So I dug into bachelor and bachelorette parties. So the first bachelor parties were in the fifth century and the Spartans would hold parties for their friends who were going to get married. And, um, those typically were called stag parties. And there's a little bit of a, of a gray area between what a stag versus a bachelor party was, um, back then. I think today it's a little bit more clear. Um, but yeah, so then 14th century came around and the term bachelor first came into popular use describing an unmarried man, um, thanks to, um, this book, Canterbury Tales. And then in the late 1800s, a stag party, um, was thrown by this particular person and his brother, um, uh, by his brother and it, the party was raided by police after hearing rumors of a nude belly dancer would be performing. Amazing. So I think that it shows that there was a history of like a level of raunchiness sure. or something like that, like 
from a long time ago. Um, and then within the 1800s as well, that's when there were hen parties. Um, and I think in the UK, they might still use that term, okay. hen party. So that essentially was just used for a gathering of women. And based on what I could find, they were pretty tame pre-wedding gatherings mm-hmm. for women. So then in uh, 1922, the first use of the term um, bachelor party was in um, a publication of Chambers Journal of Literature, Science and Arts. I'm curious of the context in there, but that happened. And then between the 20s and the 60s, women were having, there's our co-host Brody, Um, the between the 20s and 60s, women were having bridal showers, but by the 60s, the sexual revolution was in full swing, replacing bridal showers with bachelorette parties or in addition to, and bachelorette was not a popularized term until the 80s. So it kind of went from there. And so I, I feel like we do hear a lot of people say like, my mom never had one or never went on a weekend away. And I think right. they have really changed and evolved into what they are today. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought it was interesting uh, the Knot did a report pre-COVID that um, 78% of women have bachelorettes of some point and uh, of some sort, and 71% of men have some type of um, bachelor party as well. So it's it. I think it always feels like it's everyone, but I think, and that is, I guess, a high percentage. Um, but and this is kind of where we'll start that it's not something you have to do. It's and and what you see someone else do is not necessarily what you need to do. Right. So, um, yeah. So let's start there. How to pick the location and length. What do you think? Where did you start? Did you lead that charge? So my, my bachelorette story is interesting because I actually changed locations Um, so basically what I ended up doing, we started off saying that we were going to go somewhere a little bit more local to us, um, to make it easier. You don't have to necessarily take a a plane or anything like that. But this particular place that we were going to go was very expensive and also a place that we would frequent summers. Mm -hmm. So like it, it didn't seem special to me in a sense, but I wanted to also make it really easy. Mm -hmm. Um, so after some kind of reevaluating and literally some of Joel's friends being like, this is your bachelorette party. Like, what are you doing? Kind of thing. I wanted to, I really wanted to go to a place that was not expensive, but required a flight. And I knew that was going to ask a lot of people. Um, especially cause I was probably the first one out of my friend group to get married. So it was a financial aspect too, which I'm sure we'll get into more as we go through. Um, but I wanted to go to this place because it, it meant something to me to have a different experience in this place throughout my life. I had like experiences and I loved, like it was in the South and I loved the South, but it was kind of jaded by certain things that happened in my life that I felt like I need to go back and have a really good time with my friends here. And just whenever I think of this place, think of that rather than other experiences. I just got chills. I really feel like that's such a really special way to look and plan this, especially as you're going into a new phase of life. Exactly. That's great. And what city did you go to? So we went to New Orleans. Okay. NOLA. Got it. Got it. And did you do Friday to Sunday or? We did. So what we did is we did Friday to Sunday, um, which I know again, like you're asking people to take off of work and everything like that. But having that day, like having Friday to just travel and get there and then just like go to dinner, like do dinner, like do it and just like 
relax is I think I think is so important because yeah. two days seems like too short to pack in everything. And then I think four days or a week is is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a week would be a lot. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I agree. I think, you know, evaluating it's that careful mix of what you want. Right. But not asking the world exactly of people. But then also like you said of people saying to you, Sam, this is yours. Right. Like, what do you want to do? What do you right. actually want to do? So I was navigating this in at the top of 2021. And I had plans for Charleston and everything like that. But the silver lining of COVID really allowed me to go, do I want to do a trip? Or am I just doing that because that's what I feel like I have to do? Right. And I did, I don't remember if this was before COVID or not. I did have this thought of like, what if we just did a local place that had a pool and like was like literally in the town over, but just was like a cool Airbnb. And so what I ended up with was kind of in the middle of that. We didn't have to travel too, too far. Um, and I loved the idea of Newport. Uh, but when my sister and I were investigating Airbnbs, every single one said no parties. And so we were like, we just don't want to damper on the weekend of like right. getting in trouble with neighbors and, you know, something silly like sure. that. And, and it was important to me to have enough space for everyone, especially not just with COVID, but just like, I don't know, we're no one wants to like pack into a bed, like three no. in a bed these days. Right. And like, I don't know, it just like feels like a lot. Like I wanted my own room, things like that. Right. Um, so we ended up going with Mystic Connecticut. You know this, you were there. And um, I just loved it. We got a big mansion and there was like a sprawling estate and um, the, everyone had their own bed and things like that. So it really just worked out. So um, I mentioned this just simply to say like, don't get caught up in what you think you should want, which is just basically to say like, yeah, keep yourself at the center of this, which it sounds like we both really did. Yeah. Despite these being very like geographically two two very different weekends. Sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, like you said, our I think both our batch parties were completely different in a sense, but at the same point, true to what we both wanted. Yeah. Exactly. And you're not going to have regrets if, if it's where you wanted to go. Right. You know, and if you do want to go away for a week to, I don't know, somewhere lavish and whatever, that's fine. But then you still need to know people are going to say no. And you need yeah, to them as to long as no. you, ex like, I think you have to go into your party expecting that it's, it's a lot to ask of people, just like, you know, being in your party in general and things like that. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So who's responsible for planning it? So my sister and I discussed this a lot on the Maid of Honor yeah. episode. Um, I think it varies by person. I liked being involved with my planning. Sounds like you did as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that it was it was nice to have Maid of Honor be that point person, but still like with me weighing in a lot. And yeah. I know like Sydney, one of my bridesmaids said like, she's gone on bachelorettes and helped plan bachelorettes that the bride is completely in the dark. See, I plan my entire thing. Yeah. Which I think is good and bad, yeah, right? Bad. Because yeah. I think I, I think the way that you, you and your sister did it is the, like, is, I mean, for us, for us type of people, yes. the way that we are yeah. is, 
is the way that it should be, mm-hmm. right? I think planning it entirely into yourself on top of planning a wedding is a lot. Yeah. Um, plus, it kind of takes away some of the surprises, and it also takes away um, – I found myself doing more things for others. Despite this is where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. I found that I was doing a lot of things to kind of appease the masses oh. rather than, like, if it was – you know, if I had a sister, if it was like, if it was my maid of honor planning it, maybe they would have been like, no, this is what Sam's going to want to do. Like, mm. you know, and kind of think of it that way. That is a very good point. Um, yeah. And if the bride does want to completely stay in the dark, I think you still should ask like, okay, do you really want to be in the dark about location and length? Like right. some of those basic things, um, if you're going to do things differently from the way that Sam and I did it, like still ask like, okay, a hundred percent or like right. 90%. Like what do you want to weigh in? Exactly. On? I can't imagine planning a weekend for someone else where they literally have no idea. Yeah. No. Because also, and Celia and I talked about this that, and she said she had an idea of what I would want. And then when I would start mm-hmm. voicing it, she wasn't so sure. Right. And, um, I made a note in my notes a little bit lower down about this, but like, you don't know everyone's relationship with alcohol. You probably know your best friends, but like they might have a different view of that with other people that they're inviting. Yeah. Um, and the level of raunchiness, you know, yeah. like do they hate some of the like signage and straws right. that a lot of people have? Or are they like, cool, let's do that. This right. Weekend. Is that for them or not? Yeah. And like, I know like that was not necessarily for either of us. I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so, but at the same time, point too, I think that, point of like people's how people are comfortable around alcohol is something Mm -hmm. to really kind of take into consideration like Mm -hmm. most of the time I feel like bachelor batch parties bachelor bachelorette parties have this connotation of okay we're just gonna drink you know binge drink for three days right and Mm -hmm. that's all well and good if that's what you want but you know I somebody could be sober somebody just isn't necessarily comfortable be like drinking 24 seven all the time. Anyway, I know my relationship with alcohol has changed from even, you know, a year ago from where, right. you know, I've been. So yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, guest list. Let's see. So who do you have to invite versus who you want to invite? Um, and I did find that average guest count for bachelorettes is 10 and average for bachelor parties is eight, which I thought was very interesting. Average for bachelorette is... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Interesting into the sense where I feel like guys just don't care, right? They're like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to sleep on the floor and it's totally fine. Yes. There's a really funny... Have you seen Trey Kennedy's... um, Bachelor versus Bachelorette? Yes. Yes. I feel like Annie sent it to me or something. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. And basically, I'm sure most people that have seen this, but basically the concept is that the women are like, okay, here's our scheduled itinerary. Here's everybody. (laughs) Here's everybody has their own beds and here's the little baskets for everybody's rooms, which is so true. And then here are the guys who are like literally sleeping with a sock as a pillow. (laughs) And like, it's just great. The best line of that I always think of is, the one of the, like the girls are sitting on the porch and one girl turns to us. She goes, remind me of your mom's middle name. Yes. And it reminds me of when we were on the way back from a winery on wine, we all got into a discussion of our grandmother's names yes. and what we called them. And we're all like crying about our, our deceased oh grandmothers. <laughs> like, okay. And I can assure you, Tony was not doing that no. at the same time. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, okay. So we definitely sidetracked a little bit, but I think, <laughs> You definitely have to invite the people who are in your party. That's yeah. a must, yeah. right? 
I think if your immediate family, sisters, brothers aren't on your party, which I would think they probably are, but if they're not, they mm-hmm. should be included as well. Yeah. Um, and then what I did is I extended an invite to all of like my my friends, right? Despite like similar to you, if you're, I know you're not at my party, but I just want you to be here for my weekend. Like, let's just all have a good time and like enjoy ourselves. Yeah. That's, yeah. that was my ideation of it. I think there's also this like weird pressure. And again, like I had COVID lens over everything of maybe I would have invited more people right. without COVID, but I also really liked the dynamic. And I knew the dynamic going in was like my sister and sister-in-law have each other. Yeah. Like you and Steph have totally bonded. Hi, Steph. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Um, all of my college girlfriends obviously know each other, but there's also integration of like the college girls know you, the college girls know Steph. Right. Like, you know, th- there was crossover, but no one was going to virtually be alone. Right. Even if I got there and I knew this wasn't going to happen of like everyone was like incredibly clicky or like something petty like that. Like everyone had each other and like pockets of familiarity. And so- and and all that is to say, like, if you have people who are, like, solo kind of people within the dynamic, like, if you want to invite them, still invite them. Right. But just I think it is important to, like, take a step back and be like, are you going to be more worried about the dynamic because you feel like you have to invite XYZ person? Yeah. Um, be honest with yourself. And it's, it, again, keep yourself at the center of this. Yeah. I also think that's a really good point to start thinking of the dynamics of who you're going to invite, right? Mm-hmm. Because so what we ended up doing, again, like I was younger, you know, I think financially it was something I really, that was like my main thing is I didn't want it to be a financial burden on anybody. And so I, I kind of did a little bit more than I think I probably would have done nowadays when everybody is a little bit more stable in, right. in themselves. Um but so some, like most girls had to share a room. And so I kind of did keep, okay, they know each other. They've been to school together. They're mm-hmm. good friends. You know, my cousins uh, were together. Me and Cassandra were together. But then I was thinking about everybody else in terms of how that works. And that was kind of on me to not think of that ahead of time. So it's a good thing to call out. Mm-hmm. How much should the batch cost? I think this is so dependent upon what you're comfortable asking your friends. And we chatted about this in one of our recent episodes. I'm forgetting which one of like, everyone can afford something different. Right. So where do you think you should start? I don't even really know. I don't know either. I think I, it's just my nature that I don't like putting a financial, like I don't like putting a burden on people. And I think again, like I was saying before, if I was if I was planning my batch now as opposed to when I did three, four years ago at this point, it would look different and probably cost different. And but I knew that there were so many things coming up for all the people in my party mm-hmm. that I couldn't ask them to spend thousands of dollars to go to Cabo or something like right. that because that was just not okay. But if that's in your wheelhouse and that's something that's like you know, all of your friends have done all these lavish parties. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's kind of an expectation of your group. Um, and I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but I think it should all be done within reason though, to mm-hmm. your group. Yeah. So Google is saying around $300 a day on a bachelorette is average of what people But does that spend. include flights, hotels, everything? I'm assuming it means hotel. I'm not sure it would mean flight. Because what your sister did, and I know you guys kind of talked about this, but it was so amazing. And I wasn't able to join that episode, but she included everything in the price. Yeah. 
which really it, it was hard. And I think the way we were able to do that is because, you know, Celia is more established than than um, I mean, she's ten years older as she should be, right? Than than the rest of us too. And so she she and I knew, and we talked about this of. There's extra money if for some reason this goes way over. Like, right. we are going to eat that cost. Not everyone can do that. I just planning. remember there was one instance where we were at the first vineyard mm-hmm. and everybody else is sitting down. And I go to stuff. He's like, I was like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to like, I'm going to get this round because I didn't want, I didn't want your, I saw her going up and he's like, no, like, you know, <laughs> she's been doing so much. She's like, I'm going to get this round. And then she came to kind of help me. And your sister kind of like looked at both of us and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, no, we're going to like, we're going to do this. And she's like, it's, it's already done. You already paid for it. And, and we, that to me was just like, it was so nice, but also just like, I, I've never like, I'm, and I haven't gone to a lot of bachelorette parties, but like that to me was just so like to put that out there and to not have to worry about anything else and just be able to enjoy it like that. Yeah. I thought was just, it took a lot of stress. It could take a lot of stress off a lot of people. Right. Right. Yeah. So the way we did that was. Well, we obviously had a total of how much the Airbnb was going to cost. We knew how many people were going to go. And I knew, so I invited 12 and 10 could go. And from day one, I said, it's either going to be 10 or it's going to be 12. I knew the people that were going to, like, it was a question mark if they could come. Right. Um, And even with two not being there, we still were able to estimate this price. And so then from there, we knew that we wanted um, a private chef. So mm-hmm. we knew her price. And then we estimated how much alcohol and we we piece by piece figured out how much everything would cost, added it up, divided Amazing. it. I also, I know some some bachelorettes and some people like don't have the bride pay, but I wanted to pay to help keep that cost down. And because I knew for some of you, it was no problem spending um, right. spending the money. And I knew for some people it still is a stretch. Right. So I just, I wanted to, to contribute. Um, but yeah. And so that kind of is the same way, even though this is a very different topic, this is actually the same way that Tony and I determined how much transportation we would need for the wedding. Instead of just taking a step back and going, I think it's going to be this price, actually getting into the weeds mm-hmm. of how much is X number of white claws going to cost this weekend the same way it was. Is Aunt Janice going to take that bus? Right. Is um, Aunt Susie, literally blanking on literally everyone's name, but then going, okay, great. We have 57 guests who definitely will take the bus. Like mm-hmm. getting into the specifics there is the best way to help you right. do that. So, right. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So activities. Let's help the people brainstorm a little bit. Yeah. So just simply ideas of what to do. So I, I did already say it, but I think wineries are definitely a fun oh, idea. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I then beach or pool parties. We did a pool party um, at a hotel for one of my days in, yeah, it was fun. That sounds really fun. Um, any local attractions? I had an old coworker who um, loved like fancy libraries and like took all of her girls to a library. And I'm like, Hey, if that's you, like, that is what you should right. do. Do like, you? Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> that's the key here, right? Whatever is going to speak to like what the bride or yeah. or groom enjoys to do yeah. should be an act like there should be an activity surrounded in that. Totally. Um, a boat day, which I love. Yeah. But I do have to say it's funny. I have heard about a couple batches with boats, and I've had friends either going on the trip or hearing about it going, I get so seasick. Yeah. I can do I have been on a boat at a bachelorette and like we had a blast and it wasn't something that I was worried about, but 
I have seen that a lot of people get very nervous about boat days. So maybe like, again, keep yourself at the center of this. But if you have people like, is it going to be ruined by everyone being nauseous? I will say, so I went on a catamaran in DR and I was very, very, this is not for a batch, but just like boats in general. I was so nauseous in the beginning. And then I took like adrenamine or something like Mm. nausea, something like that. Yeah. And I was fine within an hour. Oh. So if you know that, like, if there's a boat day pending and you know that, like, yeah, maybe just provide something to, like, help ease people or maybe make it optional. Yeah, that's a good idea. I had a friend actually tell me last weekend that she was so nauseous on a bachelorette boat day that she had to get out and swim alongside the boat the entire time. Oh, no. (laughs) And she was, like, a swimmer. But I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. No, I would have, like, seen if they could, like, strap me on to something and just, like... (laughs) Float You're me along. Exactly. Along that probably would have made me even more nauseous, though. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, Sam and I love crafts. So any any crafting thing, there's all those paint and sip, paint pottery places. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a fun idea. Yep. A spa day. Um, I love this idea. I think it's like a nice way to unwind with maybe facials or massages with you and your friends. Okay. So one thing I would say, right, with all these activities is two things. One, don't over schedule, right? I mean, I can schedule things down to the second if I really wanted to, and I've probably been known to do that. Um, But there's so many people that you have to allow time for relaxation and time to just chill or take naps or whatever the case is. You don't want to overpack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be able to easily pivot something to a different plan. Yes. Well, that's, that's two is to have a backup, oh, right? Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 <laughs> but that, that's good. That's you ruined my surprise. Man. But so say you plan a winery day and perhaps it's raining, unfortunately, mm-hmm. maybe you want to do some kind of backup activity just in case. Yeah. So Yeah, that's true. Um, we were supposed to do a beach day Friday of mine, but honestly, I think we would have all fried in the sun because like typical first day vacation, like we went a little hard Thursday night. Yeah. So it just, like, I would not have been okay on the beach right. all day on Friday. And right. then it allowed us to be set up to, like, feel good Friday night and then have a good Saturday. And we had a lot of activities Saturday. So it all works out. But being able to kind of roll with the punches and have a different plan is, is a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, as what you mentioned with the scheduling, I think the more scheduling you do, the better. Even if it's scheduling downtime, like you said, Agreed. having this skeleton plan and being super meticulous before leaving allows you to be relaxed during that weekend. Yeah. And I mean, you don't want to get somewhere and then have no plans, right? right. And then be scrambling because now you're with a large group right. and likely, you know, depending on where you are and like the season, it's going to be really hard to find things to do. Yeah, exactly. And you know, taking the time to think down to how are we going to get from each winery? Do we have a list of the order that we want? Having all that tucked away. So after a couple drinks and once you're having fun and it's kind of like you're overstimulated, you don't want to have to make decisions. You just want to execute. Do you, have you heard of Trello? What is that? Oh my gosh. So we didn't use it for my batch, but we went on a a trip with all of our college friends to the Hamptons like during COVID 
I forget when. Yeah. Anyways, me and one girl, we literally set, put all of our recommendations, everything that we were planning on doing into Trello and we shared it with everybody. So it's like, okay, Friday night, we're going here for dinner and we're going to do this. And like, it's a beach day Saturday. And like, it was just so nice for everybody to see like, here's what we're doing. Here's mm-hmm. a downtime. Feel free to go downtown if you want or do whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is like the group plan. I like that. Trello. Trello. Is it in app does it send an email what it's is... an app it's an oh. app but it's also like you can do it on your desktop too oh cool um yeah and you can like customize it and i am all about it that's awesome yeah i think you made me think of something that i think it's really a good idea ahead of the weekend to you don't have to unveil all of your secret plans um but to give people that schedule i think is a really good idea Agreed. and i would say if you are going to have like we mentioned um if there is a certain level of raunchiness, you know, people can either make a choice that they want to step aside and, you know, skip something. Um, that's up to you. I mean, we are no judgment zone. There is no judgment. No. When it comes to what people do on their batch, as long as, you know, they're partner I guess it's been as long as it's yeah up front and you know I agree yeah Yeah. if there is something that is whatever like and it's not and you're not a part of a couple and you're attending if you know like you can take yourself out of it or I think it's just nice to know up front I think that's what I'm trying to say um but again if, if it's not your weekend you know I think it's also like just like, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, yeah. take it outside of, of like that example. I, again, I like creepy things. So we did a <laughs> ghost tour. That's a good example. And not, that wasn't necessarily for everybody and that's totally fine. But some people decided to opt out of it. Yeah. And I was all about it. I just wanted to see like Madame LaLaurie's house and like all of the stuff and get all of the history. And yes. it's not for everybody. Ghosts and strippers. Ghosts and strippers. They're divisive. Yes. I went to a batch in Savannah and I knew up front that we were going on a ghost tour. And I am so scared of stuff like that. And I, if I had been told 10 minutes before we were leaving, I would have freaked out. Oh, they didn't tell you. No, they did. Oh, okay. So you if they okay, had it. Got it. Got and, it. And like once, I don't remember if I looked this up ahead of time or not, but we weren't going to be going in any of the buildings it okay. was like a historical and that's what this was and i i was fine with that yeah, side that's I think, what this was yeah if they were like we're gonna spend no. the night and <laughs> let me tell you i like creepy things but yeah. i do not like like haunted houses yeah. where i draw the line yeah yeah see no there. judgment zone. okay you want ghosts you want strippers there you go do ghosts it. and strippers you that's the name of the episode <laughs> that's pretty slash ghosts wait, and strippers. actually though <laughs> you might have to change it okay okay food should you do dinners out, in, to the house, be stocked with food? What do you think? So, again, I had the lens of COVID on top of this where we didn't know everyone's comfort level. And if, you know, if it's raining, can we do outdoor dining? Um, so I proactively, with my sister, decided to bring in a personal chef and then find outdoor dining the second day. I think a balance of this is also a way to, you know, keep your costs down. Agreed. And then um, something like, you know, getting a bunch of pizzas for like your last night there is like a good idea if you're having a night in or something. Um, but yeah, I think like a mix of both unless Agreed. you, you know, unless 
you have a very like COVID cautious group and you know, no one's going to be comfortable with outdoor dining. Um, that would be something to think about. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think one night in of like casual, you know, whether it's like the first night that everybody gets there and maybe it's late or the last night, casual pizzas, grilling, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, mix it up. I loved the chef, Chef Trish, right? Oh, shout oh. out Chef Trish. Love her. <laughs> um, she was great. If that's always a great idea, restaurants, depending on the COVID issues, and yeah. where that kind of goes. Um, I also firmly think that I'm a firm believer that I rather have more than less in terms of drinks and food and snacks. And that's on me. Joel literally like can't stand anytime I do a party because <laughs> it's insane. But I think like the house should, I think there should be snacks for everybody. I think perhaps like thinking of people's dietary restrictions yes. and healthy things. I mean, you, you guys were so great because you literally like asked people like, Hey, what do you want? Like mm-hmm. you had a Google list or yes. Google form yep. that you sent out to everybody asking for, for their recommendations and things like that. Um, which I thought was really helpful. Yeah. Celia and I talked about that a little bit on our episode and that really, saved us because there are a lot of dietary restrictions yeah um within my group of friends and also my sister-in-law was pregnant and yeah. just there's a there was a lot going on so i think that really helps um and yeah i think you know keeping people happy and not hangry and if they're hungover helps helps that yeah um by having the drinks and snacks and food that people want um i have to say one of my only regrets which feels i feel so dumb because this was my biggest thing that I tell anyone planning a batch party, do a grocery order. Don't go and buy the food. So one time I was on a batch and people did have to go buy the food. For some reason I got out of it and was like tanning in a park, like, sorry to the other half of the group that had to grocery shop. But I remember it like, it like the day kind of got away from us because yeah. half the group for two hours was like in the grocery store. And then they have to unpack the groceries, like this whole thing. And for some reason, my sister and I, the night before we left, she, I picked her up from my parents and we went to the grocery store and it was the longest process of my life. And we were so hungry and we were so tired. And then we had to go to the liquor store. Yeah. And I know we make the joke, my sister, you mix drinks, my sister pours wine. She is meticulous with her wine choices. And like, I ran, I hope it's delirious. I ran into a wall at the liquor store. Like I had a huge bruise in my arm and I just was like miserable. And I, we were so hungry and Tony was waiting for us to eat. He was leaving the next day. And it just was like, like we were at bar taco at like 1130 that night and like finally scarfing down tacos. Like we were exhausted right. and it almost broke us. And we also had to pack so much in the car. And then we had to like, I brought over food to fit in your car because I, yeah, my I car didn't that. have enough food. So, so. I mean, I remember all of that. And like, I remember you telling, that's such a great idea. (laughs) What do you, and I think that's a great idea too, for people who are traveling to like a non-local area. So we ended up, again, we went to New Orleans. I'm not super familiar with like the area itself. Um, So I ended up finding this really cute house, but not necessarily in the best area. And that was on me. You know, it was like all these things. It was the right price and it should have thought about it. You know, anyways, what happened was there was a great grocery store right around the corner so we ended up doing a grocery run as soon as we got there. We bought some alcohol at the airport, which was just so stupid. But we're like, oh, it's time. Like, it's just going to save us time. It yeah. also cost us, like, so much more. But they, sure. they had so much alcohol there. So we just, like, stocked up. So dumb. So, so dumb. It's like a bag of gummy bears at the airport. It's like $23.95. Yeah, like, yes, please. <laughs> but the time. The, the time. time thing. The yeah. time, you know. Because clearly we had 
many things to do. Oh my gosh. So we go to the grocery store and it starts downpouring as we're walking back. Oh, so like it's no. things like that. Like I think yep. it's such a good idea. And if I could have thought ahead to do Instacart or something like that, it would have been such a better idea. Yeah. And because also, you know, so on the flip side, you run the risk of going, we'll go when we get there. Yeah. Which is what Tony did. Yeah. And they barely ate all weekend. Oh my god. They gosh. had some really good meals. But is that just like a guy like, thing too? I think it is, but like wouldn't that be so nice if you, okay, if a boy is listening to this or someone who is maybe marrying a boy who is getting married, please just like make them order food. Right. I just want, right. Ma- have I it, want this podcast to inspire a bachelor party that has enough food. Have it delivered as soon as the guys get yeah. there and it's perfect. Or even like go pick up an order. Yeah. But you know, sometimes, especially if you're taking a plane, you might not have a car. Right. So I just, yeah. And you know, this makes me think of, um, our past married couple slash friends, Corey and Amanda, when the boys were on Corey's bachelor party, they got home and Amanda texted me that Corey said he didn't drink a drop of water the entire weekend. And her response was, bro, they didn't have a sink. And I always think of that line of like, yeah, no one drank any water. Like, what is wrong with you guys? So, yeah, stay yeah. hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated out there as we as, have our ginormous water, water bottles. bottles. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay. How to make sure the bride has fun. So I think it's a little bit what we said of like asking her. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah, asking her and making sure that what you're doing is is aligned to something that they want to do or that they would enjoy, right? Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Getting her take on things and, you know, groom too. I wonder, I don't know if I'm being stereotypical here, but I wonder if there would be a bigger disconnect between men planning a bachelor party for a groom and women. Are women more likely to discuss it? Like, is this more of a problem with bachelor parties? I don't know. I don't know either. Right? I think as long as it's personal, it's made personal to whoever it is, right? There's no cookie cutter, like, form of it. Mm -hmm. Keeping that in mind, you can't really go wrong. Right. Exactly. Um, Okay. How do you make sure that the guests have fun? I think not over scheduling, like we said, making sure there's enough food, uh, making sure people are accommodated, dietary restrictions are accommodated, um, and the bed thing, I, I think of that of like, okay, if I'm going on a batch, that's like 90%, like my college group of girlfriends, right. I know I'm going to have somewhere to sleep and I'm going to be okay. Um, but I'm the type of person that if it's not that kind of vibe, can you please tell me, do I have my own room at right, a time? Exactly. Or like, where am I going to be sleeping? Yeah. Or am I going to have to share a bed with a random person? I would like to know, maybe that's like. Yeah. Anxiety. I think that was like this, the nicest surprise. I like walk in and I get like this whole room to myself. I'm sorry I didn't tell so, you. No, I think you did. Oh. And I just like probably didn't, reg, you know, register, but it, it's, it's nice. And you it's nice like to know. Yeah, there. I really did. It was very nice. Yeah. But that, but that's true. And, and, you know, I also had plan B's of if we got there and you know, sometimes Airbnb's it's like, okay, it's not actually a fifth room. Right. That's a basement. Like, it's, um, I had a plan B of like, okay, I would shuffle this girl to be with me. And then this person to that room, like I had a plan. So everyone was comfortable. Right. I think that, I think, think, think of the people with anxiety. Exactly. Keep us safe. Yeah, exactly. Please. Okay. So social media having, I guess some rules around social media could be a good 
idea too. What were you thinking? Social media? Yeah. I mean, I think having the rules like, is it a no social media weekend? Uh, Do you want your own social? Like, do you want your hashtags? Like things like that to kind of incorporate. And most girls do tend to like love their hashtags and kind of post about it. And then you find that no guys really post about their bachelor (laughs) parties. So not shading anybody, but (laughs) you know. Exactly. You know, ghosts and strippers. Are we keeping them on social media? Are we not <laughs> are keeping we, them on social you know. media? Um, I remember that at one point, and I didn't like need a hashtag, but there was like an easy one. Mia gets married because of yeah by Mia. Um, and then they had one that was just like a parent of like Tony goes MIA because of my name, and we thought that was funny. And I think it was Allie, my friend Allie. She was like, "We should flood their hashtag so it's pictures of us." And I think someone else was like. Bro, they're not going to be posting. <laughs> right. They're not. <laughs> it's smart in theory, but like it's not going to happen. So funny. Oh, man. Love it. I have one other thing for you. Okay. How do you feel about, uh, what is it, a Jack and Jill bachelor bachelorette party? Oh, I haven't been on one. I know people that have been on them. I think they're, they can be right for the right couple. Right. Tony never would have wanted me on his trip. And I would, I like, I had the best time with you guys. I wouldn't yeah, want him on mine. I agree. I think it's specific to the couple. I think we're actually supposed to be going to one soon. I think nice. we have friends that are like, that's what we're doing. Cool. This is, you know, I'm like, that's awesome. Good yeah. for you guys. I think I probably would have, you know, not liked that, but that's, yeah. you know, to each his own. Yeah, exactly. I think also if you have um, a lot of guys in your party, like if, you know, sorry, if you're a woman and you have like, brother, male best friends, like maybe then you're like, okay, let's just put everyone together. Right. Like, sorry, gender is not binary. I don't, I don't know why it's like men versus women, but like, I, I mean, I had so much fun with all of you, but would that have been nice for like my brother to like be around the full weekend? Totally. Sure. So then I'm like, okay, I actually see why like a Jack and Jill could, yeah. could be desirable. I think, yeah, if it fits with what you want to do, that's a good idea. Um, I just thought of something else. Okay. Sally and I touched on this um, in our episode, but um, when you are planning, whether you're bride or maid of honor or somebody else, um, we always say this when you ask people to be in your wedding, you should be upfront with money, yes. with logistics, with all that. But there is this pocket of people if you invite beyond your bridal party that you might have never had a conversation with the other people about money or logistics or any of that and what you're expecting from them. It's all about expectations, right? Right. So I think you set up your maid of honor or whoever's planning yourself. I think you set up the planner of the batch party for success by laying that out to other people. Yeah. Because I have unfortunately heard a lot of stories of maids of honor slash whoever is planning getting in fights or having awkwardness with a guest um, and then there's tension on the weekend or oh, there's no. tension leading up. And so I think you can save, especially if it's your maid of honor doing this for you, because it's essentially like a service this person is doing. Yeah. Help them by mitigating any of that tension. And maybe even to the point where like, you need to step in if tension starts to happen. Right. Um, but yeah, it's all about expectations of what you, and what you expect of people in your life around wedding celebrations, I think in general. Yeah, I agree. All right. So what's going on with Mary? Okay. So I wanted to use this episode to recap our December wedding. It was actually our first, oh, I guess New Year's Eve is technically December. So it wasn't really our first December wedding, but kind of felt like it. So this was our first Long Island wedding. 
it was our last wedding of the year and it was it was such a well put together winter wedding there were little pine cones in the bouquets and it just yeah it was lovely and it was like a beautiful blue sky day and it was on the chillier side but it didn't feel like depths of winter no like black slush on the side of the roads like it was really really nice um and something fun is that the maid of honor hired us for her sister and the maid of honor is um getting married herself this june and so mary will be a part of her wedding too that's so exciting yeah so it'll it'll be fun to do that and it was it was fun to like know the family and um it'll be fun to like be with that side of the family again so um yeah it was it was um, a really neat day. It was a very well-oiled machine of a venue, um, and they had the transition from church to venue too, which we helped support. Um, so yeah, it was all around a good day. Oh, and oh, this was funny. So you and I had just recorded the music episode yeah. right before this wedding, okay? And you said um, to use uh, "Bring Them Out," yes, as, and then it started playing. I love it. And I literally was like. Guys, you don't understand. I have, a, I have a podcast, and my co-host Sam had this idea, and the groom looked at me. He was like, "This was my idea," and he, I was so like, good. "You are so on it." Gotta bring him out. It was so good. Oh, I love that. It was really great. And then the end of the night song um, was um, "Oh, What a Night." Is that? What's, oh yeah, what's yeah, yeah. And it just—I I, like got a little emotional because like this was a crazy year of weddings yeah. and was touch and go. Like I couldn't have imagined that we actually had all the weddings happen this year that were supposed to happen. Right. And so it just, the song felt like, (laughs) this is going to be cheesy, but like, oh, what a night, but like, oh, what a year. Like, how the heck, when did we get through this? And my own wedding was this year. Like, it just, it felt like this, like, summation of 2021 for me. Um, But yeah, it was a, it was a really special day. It was really cool. Nice. Oh, what a year. (laughs) I love it. Ghost strippers. Oh, Ghost what a strippers. Year. Oh, what a year! <laughs> that's got to be the title. If that's not the title, is I'm it, gonna go in and change it. It's ghost strippers, not like ghosts and strippers. It's like all ghost one. strippers. Yeah. Oh, like oh, ooh, yeah. okay, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.